This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. To get this episode of Forensic Tales ad-free, please visit patreon.com slash Forensic Tales. Forensic Tales discusses topics that some listeners may find disturbing. The contents of this episode may not be suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. In September 2018, 26-year-old Terrence Woods Jr. accepted his dream job in the television industry. The first big assignment would be filmed in the deep woods of Idaho. But what happens next remains a mystery. Terrence, the sole black male among the crew, suddenly vanishes. He reportedly ran off a cliff, survived, only to end up in the remote and dense woods, never to be seen again. No trace, no blood, nothing. Simply gone. This is Forensic Tales, episode number 207, The Mysterious Disappearance of Terrence Woods Jr. Welcome to Forensic Tales. I'm your host, Courtney Fretwell Ariola. Forensic Tales is a weekly true crime podcast covering real, spine-tingling stories with a forensic science twist. Some cases have been solved with forensic science, while others have turned cold. Every remarkable story sends us a chilling reminder that not all stories have happy endings. As a one-woman show, your support helps me find new compelling cases, conduct in-depth fact-based research, and produce and edit this weekly show. You can support my work in two simple ways. Become a valued patron at patreon.com slash Forensic Tales and leave a positive review. Before we get to the episode, we've got a new supporter I want to thank. Thank you so much to Sarah M. for becoming the show's newest supporter on Patreon. Now, let's get to this week's episode. In September 2018, 26-year-old Terrence Woods Jr. accepted a new job in an industry he loved, TV and film. He landed a job with Raw TV Productions as a production assistant. A British television production company based in London producing documentaries and scripted shows like Gold Rush, Banged Up Abroad, and Three Identical Strangers. His first assignment would take him to Montana and Idaho to film a few episodes for the show Gold Rush, a series that follows crews mining gold in different parts of the U.S. Most of the time, the film crews are sent to extremely remote parts of the country because that's typically where these people are out looking for gold and this trip was no different. They were scheduled to film in Penman Mine, 
an abandoned gold mine in the rugged countryside of Idaho County. For Gold Rush, Dave Turnin's Lost Mine, a new offshoot of the lucrative gold digging franchise. The show eventually premiered in 2019 on the Discovery Channel, with the second season following shortly after. Before Terrence's dad dropped him off at the airport to start filming, Terrence allegedly had some reservations. Based on some text messages between him and a couple friends, he didn't seem like he really wanted to go. Maybe because neither Idaho nor Montana were on top of his travel list. Or maybe it was because of how long they were scheduled to be filming. The entire filming was supposed to start on October 1st and run through mid-November. So they planned to be away from home for about six weeks. So maybe that's why Terrence wasn't exactly thrilled. But regardless, his dad dropped him off at the airport in Maryland, and he was headed to Montana. On September 30th, 2018, Terrence arrived in Montana with the rest of the show's 12-person crew. Not only was Terrence the youngest person on the crew at only 26, but he was also the only African-American. The rest of the crew were all white males. As a production assistant, Terrence would have been in charge of doing almost anything and everything the crew needed. Scheduling for the shoot, arranging transportation, food, maybe equipment. The production assistant would usually do anything the rest of the crew needed to complete the episode. Now, the plan was to film in Montana for the first four days. That's October 1st through October 4th, and then head on to Idaho. But a few days into the filming, Terrence went to his supervisor with something unexpected. He emailed his boss and said that he needed to take a leave from the company. Even though they had just started to film, he had some bad news. He said his mom was sick and was about to have surgery so he needed to go back home and be with her and the rest of his family. So the production company told Terrence, okay, we completely understand. We're really sorry your mom's sick, and we want you to be able to go home and be with her. Even though the shoot was scheduled to go through mid-November, they would figure it out without him. So the plan was for Terrence to stay for a couple more days and then fly back to Maryland on October 10th so that he could be with his family. But something even more unexpected happened before Terrence boarded the plane back to Maryland. Something so strange that it continues to haunt his family to this very day. Terrence and the rest of the crew stayed in Montana until October 4th before going to Idaho. At 10.58 p.m. on October 4th, he texted his dad and said that they made it to the hotel safe and sound. Then a little while later, he sent his dad a video text showing a river next to the hotel. Everything about both of these texts seemed completely normal. It wasn't uncommon for Terrence to stay in regular contact with his family while he was away on a shoot. Several hours later, just before 6 a.m. Idaho time, he texted his dad again, saying he was coming home on October 10th, several weeks before he was initially supposed to head home. Then later that afternoon, Terrence posted a picture to his private Instagram account, captioned Idaho. 
It showed a forest of densely packed fir trees with a river running through the middle underneath an overcast sky. But after that seemingly ordinary Instagram post, Terrence disappeared. As the shoot was about to wrap up for the night on October 5th, Terrence told one of the local women helping the crew with transportation that he needed to go to the bathroom. Now, besides the 12-person team from Raw TV, a few locals, including this woman, were helping out with just miscellaneous projects. So she wasn't actually an employee of the production company. Now, seconds after Terrence said that he needed to use the restroom, he dropped his radio and ran toward a steep cliff. Once he got to the cliff, he ran as fast as he could down the other side, deep into the forest. Fearing that he fell off, several crew members, including the associate producer, Simon Gee, ran to the edge of the cliff to check on him. They then said they saw Terrence running at the bottom, away from the edge of the cliff, seemingly completely unhurt. Later on, some of the crew members said that he was running as fast as they had ever seen him run before. Following what just happened, Terrence Woods Jr. never rejoined the crew. Once he reached the cliff's base, he mysteriously vanished, missing his flight home and cutting off all contact with his family and friends. To this day, Terrence remains missing. This raises the question, can any forensic science shed some light on his mysterious disappearance? Long before Terrence disappeared in the remote woods of Idaho, he grew up in a close-knit family with one sister and two brothers. As a Capitol Heights, Maryland native, his friends described him as a happy-go-lucky and caring friend. He loved traveling the world and spent as much time as possible with his parents and siblings. After high school, he decided to go to the University of Maryland for college, where he earned his bachelor's degree. Following college graduation, he landed several jobs at different production companies, where he got to work on several different TV shows, including The Voice UK and Saving Africa's Elephants. Not only did these jobs with production companies mean that he got to travel the world, but it also meant that he spent many of those years working in the UK. So this was the perfect job for someone who loved to travel just as much as Terrence did. Terrence also attended graduate school at American International University. He quickly gained a reputation in the film production industry as a reliable and hardworking production assistant and researcher. In September 2018, he decided to return home to Maryland from the UK. He soon got a job working for Raw TV. At the time, Terrence's family was really happy about his decision to come home. He had just spent the last five years working abroad. So the job at Raw TV meant that he would be much closer to home, but he also still got to work in TV and film. When Terrence took the job in September 2018, this actually wasn't his first time working with Raw. He had worked with the production company on several other shows. So he came highly recommended to this particular crew and associate producers. 
Immediately after Terrence reportedly ran off the cliff and into the woods, his fellow crew member's first thought was that he was simply looking for somewhere to go to the bathroom because that was his last couple words. But he was never seen again. After the crew realized way too much time had gone by for him to simply be going to the bathroom, they went out looking for him. They went directly into the woods where they last saw him running toward, and they started calling out his name. But they didn't see any sign of where he was or where he went, and no one was responding when they kept saying his name. If he was still there, he wasn't responding, or maybe he just couldn't hear them. Once the crew realized something seriously wrong was happening, they called for help. At 6.41 p.m., he was officially reported missing. But the local sheriff's department didn't immediately search for Terrence. In a statement they made several weeks later, they said the report came in too late and that the weather conditions weren't good enough to send any search and rescuers out there. So the official search for Terrence didn't actually start until the following morning, several hours after he disappeared. When it finally started, the local sheriff's department was joined by Idaho Fish and Game officers, as well as members of the U.S. Forest Service. This by no means was your typical missing person case. Not only were the circumstances surrounding Terrence's disappearance strange, but the area itself also played a major factor. We're talking about an extremely remote part of the Idaho mountains and woods. This is the Nez Perce National Forest in Idaho, a forest that spans about 4 million acres. So this wasn't your typical search and rescue mission. It involved cliffs, highly wooded areas, steep drop-offs, and water. Most of the area was extremely dangerous for anyone to be searching. Searchers tried their best to find Terrence on foot. After that, they called in search and rescue dogs. The hope was that one of the dogs could pick up on his scent and tell them where he went, or at least give them a specific direction. Because at this point, they didn't even know where to start. But the weather started turning really bad in the area before the dogs could really do anything. It was now nighttime and temperatures had dropped significantly, making it very cold in the woods. This made everyone even more concerned for Terrence because he might be out there somewhere with very little protection against the elements. Plus, no one even knew if he was injured from going off the cliff in the first place or not. Terrence's parents were also notified on Saturday, October 6th, the same day that the search started. Simon Gee, an associate producer who was working with Terrence and the rest of the crew, was the one who called them to say what happened. But according to the parents, there were several strange red flags from this initial phone call. Not only did the producer, Simon Gee, call his parents to let him know what happened, but he also made some odd and inappropriate comments. How Terrence had come highly recommended to him, but when they started filming, he failed to meet their expectations, and basically he was underperforming. So in the same breath, he told Terrence's parents he was missing somewhere in the woods, 
but was also a huge disappointment. Now, was this just bad timing? Was Simon Gee just utterly wrong in his delivery? Now, of course he needed to call the parents to let them know that their son was missing. But did he really need to say how badly their son performed at his job? Who knows? But Terrence's parents took his statements as a big red flag in the case. And then there was the story itself. This didn't seem right and things weren't really adding up. Why would their son simply run down a cliff and into the woods without saying anything? Something just felt off about this story. Over the next six days, rescuers searched for Terrence in the woods. They continued to look on foot, calling his name out with no response. They searched by air by bringing in helicopters, especially trained to detect heat, but they didn't find any sign of him. They continued using the search and rescue dogs to find his scent, but they had no luck. Finally, after six full days of searching with no sign of Terrence anywhere, the official search was called off with no explanation as to what happened to him or where he could have gone. According to the Idaho County Sheriff's Office, they called off the search because after a week, they had no clues, no direction to go in, and the weather was continuing to turn bad, making search conditions next to impossible. But when they were pressed about why they were calling off the search without finding him yet, they continued to say they weren't closing the case. They were simply calling off the official search for him. They still considered the investigation into Terrence's whereabouts open. But what exactly does that mean? According to the sheriff's office, the search area was too dangerous to continue looking. Between the terrain and the weather, they were worried that rescuers would become the ones who needed rescuing, not just Terrence. They also had one more interesting comment to add that didn't sit well with many people, including the family. They didn't think foul play had anything to do with Terrence's disappearance. They didn't find any blood. None of his clothes were found. They basically didn't find anything suggesting that he had become some type of victim. In other words, they believed he ran into the forest all on his own that day. But if that's true, why? What made Terrence drop everything, run down a steep cliff, and into the remote Idaho woods all on his own? Was he running away from something? Towards something? Did he actually have to go to the bathroom like he said he did? Or was that all a cover-up for something else that was going on at the shoot? Hey, Forensic Tales listeners, Courtney here. Do you hate listening to ads? Well, you can listen to every single episode of this show ad-free through Patreon, starting for just $3 a month. And what's great? You don't have to change how you listen. You can still enjoy ad-free episodes of Forensic Tales through most podcast apps. As a patron, you'll also get other great perks, like weekly bonus episodes, this is where I give you my reaction to each week's story that I don't share in regular episodes. But more importantly, your support means I can continue to deliver high-quality weekly true crime stories. Don't forget, 
Forensic Tales is just a one-woman show. If you're interested in learning more, go to patreon.com slash Forensic Tales. That's patreon.com slash Forensic Tales. There's also a link in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. Let's rewind to when Terrence first arrived in Montana with the rest of the film crew on September 30th, 2018. Let's start with what Terrence's parents, Terrence Woods Sr. and Valerie Woods, remember. According to Terrence Sr. and Valerie, they spoke with their son as soon as he arrived in Montana. He had called them and said that they made it to the film site safely and that he was excited to start working on the episodes. His parents don't recall anything unusual about his first phone call. During the first few days, Terrence maintained regular contact with his parents, something that he did all the time when he was away from home. He even sent them photos and videos of different sites in Montana. Everything seemed normal, and he appeared to be in good spirits. After they were done in Montana, after the first four days, Terrence and the rest of the crew headed to Idaho. He texted his dad twice, once to let him know they made it to Idaho safe and sound, and a second time letting them know that he was planning to come home early on the 10th. But that's all he said. He didn't say anything was wrong. He didn't talk about being in any type of trouble or anything like that. He just said he was planning to come home in a few days. Then less than 24 hours later, Terrence was gone. And that final text message was the last one that Terrence Sr. ever heard from his son again. The reason why Terrence said he wanted to come home early was because his mom was sick and about to have surgery. But none of that was true, or at least most of it wasn't. According to Terrence's parents, his mom, Valerie, wasn't sick at all. She didn't have any upcoming surgery scheduled. But Terrence wasn't necessarily lying when he told his supervisors that he needed to go home early. According to reports, Valerie was supposed to have surgery at one point. So Terrence knew that he might have had to turn down some of these TV shoots if it conflicted with his mom's schedule because he wanted to be home with her when in fact she had this surgery. But several weeks before Terrence left for Montana, the doctors told her that the surgery wasn't necessary anymore. Basically, she didn't need to have the surgery. So Valerie told her son Terrence, along with the rest of the family, that she wasn't going to need surgery anymore. This happened several weeks before Terrence accepted the job in Montana. So by all accounts, when Terrence left for this particular episode, he knew the surgery wasn't happening. Also, when Terrence texted his dad on the day he disappeared, saying that he was coming home on October 10th, Terrence never gave a reason. His dad simply assumed something came up, but the dad didn't really have a reason to be concerned or worried about anything. He also had no idea that Terrence told his supervisor he needed to get home because his mom was sick and having surgery. And the crew didn't discover about this potential lie until several days after he went missing. 
So for some reason, Terrence lied to the production crew. So was that supposed to be a cover-up or an excuse to leave early? But if so, why did he need an excuse to leave early? What could have been going on to make Terrence want to leave? Now let's talk about what Terrence's co-workers and fellow crew members remember. What they had to say was very different, and it seems to explain why the original search was called off after only a week. When the original 911 call was made that Terrence was missing in the woods, the caller said that he had been dealing with mental issues throughout the shoot. According to them, on the morning of October 5th, the day he disappeared, Terrence had an anxiety attack. An anxiety attack that was so bad, the crew almost called 911. But Terrence's odd behavior didn't stop there. Some other people on the film crew also said that at one point, Terrence tried to grab a drone that they were using to film right out of the air. They had to restrain him so he wouldn't break it or get in the way. After both of these incidents, they said Terrence took some time off for himself in the morning and then rejoined the crew later that afternoon. So maybe mental issues were the reason behind his strange disappearance. At first, the crew said they thought his anxiety attack was brought on by what was happening with his mom. Remember, a few days before he disappeared, he told his supervisor that he needed to return home to Maryland because she was sick and about to have surgery. So initially, the crew thought he might have been stressed or upset about what was going on with his mom, an illness and surgery that she never had. Regardless, the crew all said that they noticed that he was dealing with some sort of mental health issue throughout the entire shoot in both Montana and Idaho. News about any mental issues came as a complete shock to Terrence's parents and family. They never knew him to have any issues in the past, and all of their communication with him during the shoot seemed completely normal. He never seemed upset or said that anything was bothering him. Now, to be clear, his family might not have known he was struggling with anything. It's possible he did have an anxiety attack, as some of the crew said, but he never told his parents about it. Unfortunately, sometimes... Families are the last ones to know when their loved one is suffering. Former co-workers who had previously worked with Terrence on other sets all chimed in and said the same thing. None of them recalled him ever experiencing any type of mental illness while at work. It simply never happened. Once word about Terrence's disappearance spread to London, where Terrence had worked for five years, his former co-workers were also shocked. They all described him as reliable and intelligent. None of it made any sense to them either. But what about the elephant in the room? The sickness and surgery that Terrence lied about. According to his mom, Terrence knew that the surgery had been called off weeks earlier. So there had to be a reason why he brought it up. To them... It seemed like he made it up because he was trying to hide the real reason why he wanted to come home early. About a week after Terrence disappeared, his parents, Terrence Sr. and Valerie, 
flew from Maryland to Idaho to meet with the sheriff's department. They were also joined by another Raw TV employee from London. When they arrived, they met with both Simon Gee, the producer on set with Terrence, and the police. Earlier in the episode, I mentioned that Simon Gee made some odd comments when he called the parents to let them know what was happening. He seemed to be disappointed with Terrence's work ethic. Well, these strange comments didn't stop when Valerie and Terrence Sr. got to Idaho. Even while he was still missing, Simon Gee allegedly continued saying how much of a disappointment that Terrence was. At one point, he even gave them an example of when he asked Terrence to go get some fruit for the crew. He was angry that Terrence asked what kind of fruit they wanted instead of just going to go get the fruit. According to Simon, this was a sign of a poor work ethic. But this was news to Terrence's parents. Everyone else who had previously worked with Terrence praised him for his work, including other co-workers at Raw TV. Raw TV themselves even denied anyone expressing disappointment about his work performance. In a statement, a spokesperson for Vice said, quote, Simon phoned Mr. Woods Sr. to ascertain Terrence's normal behavior, state of mind, and any other information he could give the search and rescue team. It was raised by Simon that Terrence had been distracted at times. This was in order to establish whether this was normal behavior, end quote. So it seemed like this producer, Simon Gee, was the only one who had a problem with Terrence, and he was also with him on the day he disappeared. The comments might have been rude. They could have been meant to help with the search, but they also might be a sign that something else was happening on the set. Were these the first red flags about a different problem that was happening? Terrence's family had many concerns about how he would have gone down that steep cliff without hurting himself. His family described him as very slender, only weighing about 100 pounds. So they weren't sure how he would have been able to, quote, run down this cliff without falling and hurting himself. The police seemed to agree that it would have been difficult, but according to them, not impossible. They said several crew members followed him down the hill after it happened, and none of them were seriously injured. But according to an article by Vice, that's not necessarily true. They reported that several of them returned with their clothes torn and covered in blood. So it might not have been as easy as they once thought it was to get to the bottom. While the parents were in Idaho, they asked to speak with other crew members who were with Terrence. However, according to several different articles about the case, they were only able to talk to one. In fact, Terrence's father says Raw TV never even gave him the names of the rest of the crew members. This begs the question, is Raw TV telling the entire truth? Well, if you ask Terrence's family, they say no. They don't think Raw TV is telling the whole truth about what happened that day. On the other hand, Raw denies that Terrence was ever mistreated on set, 
and they have denied withholding any information. They also stand by their original statement that they have done everything possible to try and find him. One possible theory is that Terrence did actually leave to find a place to go to the bathroom, but when he tried to come back, he got lost. Well, his family has their doubts about this theory too. The crew was filming in Penna Mine, which is located in a remote area of Idaho, which is part of the larger Nez Perce Clearwater National Forest. As we already talked about, it's an extremely rugged and remote area. But Terrence wasn't new to working in these different types of environments. He had plenty of experience filming in remote, rugged places like Alaska and Turkey. He was always well-prepared for these types of environments. Plus, there's only one main road to get to and from the mine. It's the Oregrande Dixie Road. So it's not like he could have ended up on the wrong road, leading him to nowhere. And honestly, where would he have gone in that type of area? Terrence and the crew were staying at a hotel in Elk City, the nearest city, which is about 17 miles away from where they were filming. But no one in Elk City or the hotel remembered seeing Terrence come back. And no one saw him on the main road, the only road that got in and out of the area, the Oregrande Dixie Road. So it seems like he had to have stayed in the woods. But if that's the case... Why haven't we been able to find him? Well, it turns out Terrence isn't the only person who's disappeared from this same exact area. A 76-year-old woman named Connie Johnson mysteriously disappeared from a nearby area in October 2018. At the time, she was a camp cook at Ritchie Outfitters, an organization that hosts hunting groups in the Idaho and Montana woods. They were at the Big Rock Base Camp in Idaho County, about 40 miles from the mine where Terrence worked. Although there's conflicting reports about the exact day that Connie disappeared, it's believed she vanished sometime around October 5th, 2018. A couple of days before, hunters who stayed with Connie at the camp tried getting in touch with her over the radio, but all they could hear were strange noises. And when they returned to the camp on October 5th, there was no sign of Connie or her dog, Ace. A few weeks later, Ace, the dog, was found wandering around Moose Creek Ranger Station, about 15 miles away from Big Rock Camp. Besides being underweight, The dog was in relatively good health and was okay. But there's been no sign of Connie Johnson. And to this day, she also remains missing. Of course, there are some big differences between Connie and Terrence Woods. Connie was a 76 Caucasian woman and Terrence was a 26-year-old African-American. But you can't ignore the fact that they both disappeared within hours of one another in the same area. And both of them have never been found. At this point, five years later, Terrence's family has no choice but to assume that foul play was involved. 
especially since, according to them, he had no history of mental illness or mental issues. So they've never believed that that was the cause behind what happened to him. They also have reportedly told the media, including Vice, that they think Raw TV isn't telling the entire truth about what happened. In a statement to Vice, Valerie Woods said, quote, He was responsible. He wouldn't run away without good reason unless he was scared, end quote. So what exactly would he have been afraid of or scared of? Well, his family believes that the rest of the crew might have intimidated or mistreated him, so he tried to get away from them. Let's not forget that Terrence was the only black crew member. The rest of the guys he was with were all white. Of course, there's no proof that's what happened. It's simply one of the many theories. Raw TV has repeatedly denied hiding any details about Terrence's disappearance. In another statement to Vice, they said, quote, The police have closely examined the case, including Terrence's correspondence with us and others, and found nothing to support the allegations you have put to us, end quote. They also adamantly deny any mistreatment or intimidation by the crew. Two weeks after Terrence's disappearance, Raw TV released a statement about it. Quote, We can confirm that Terrence Woods, a member of one of our production teams, went missing on Friday, October 5th in the Ora Grande, Nez Perce National Forest, Idaho. All inquiries regarding the status of the search should be directed to the Idaho County Sheriff's Office. End quote. That's it. And according to Terrence's family, the production company hasn't been active in the search for Terrence and has kept their contact with them very limited. One of the standard things law enforcement failed to do was search Terrence's cell phone and laptop after he went missing. Usually, a person's cell phone or laptop can be good clues in figuring out their state of mind when they disappeared. Did he make any specific internet searches? Was he trying to find his way out of the mine? Did he place any unusual phone calls? Well, unfortunately, since the police never searched his laptop or his cell phone, we'll never know. Now, it's worth mentioning that there probably wasn't any cell phone service in the area where Terrence disappeared, so it's unlikely he made any phone calls. But what about before he went missing? or when he was at the hotel in the city. None of that was investigated by the police. Law enforcement stated that there was no need to search the cell phone because by all accounts, Terrence's behavior from the crew members seemed to match, and they didn't find any evidence of foul play. No blood, nor torn clothing in the area, nothing. So basically, they never felt the need to search any of his electronic devices. So, if there was anything valuable on either his laptop or his cell phone, again, we'll never know because it was never searched. In the months and years that have followed Terrence's disappearance, his family has been left with a lot of speculation. According to an article by Medium, his family has started to wonder if he ever made it to Idaho at all. When his parents arrived about a week later, they tried to get some type of confirmation that he had, in fact, made it to Idaho on that day. 
maybe he never left Montana and the story about him running down the woods was all a lie. According to his parents, they couldn't find any surveillance footage from nearby businesses and the crew themselves weren't talking. Remember, Terrence's dad was only given the name of one of the crew members and the producer, Simon Gee. So the family couldn't get their hands on any other type of physical evidence proving that Terrence ever set foot in Idaho. The family also speculates about what was really going on in those first few days of filming. Although no proof of foul play exists, according to the sheriff's office, they still feel like something prompted their son to tell the story about his mom and book a flight home. He had to have a reason to want to leave. But the exact reason remains a mystery to his family and anyone else who's heard about this case. So what could have made Terrence want to leave? Did he get into some type of dispute with someone on the crew? With a local? Was there any truth to the mental issues he was allegedly experiencing? Or is there something else explaining why he wanted to leave? The Idaho County Sheriff's Office remains steadfast that the investigation into Terrence Woods Jr.'s disappearance remains open. Although they said they have no evidence of foul play, it hasn't been officially ruled out. According to them, they remain hopeful that new clues and evidence can be found to help explain what really happened and that eventually this evidence will surface. Maybe it will be DNA or some type of other forensic evidence. Eventually, we might get some answers about where Terrence really is and what happened to him. Terrence Woods Jr. is described as an African-American male, five feet nine inches tall, when he went missing in October 2018. He has short black hair and brown eyes. He was 26 years old when he disappeared, so that means that he would be 31 years old today. He was last seen wearing a light brown sweatshirt and black cargo pants and had a tattoo on the inside of his left wrist. Anyone with information about Terrence Woods Jr. is asked to contact the Idaho County Sheriff's Department at 208-983-1100. Also, anyone with information about the disappearance of 76-year-old Connie Johnson is also asked to contact the Idaho County Sheriff's Office. She's described as a white female about 5 feet 7 inches tall and weighing around 140 pounds when she was last seen, also in October 2018. She has shorter blonde hair and blue eyes. She would be 80 years old today. To share your thoughts on the story, be sure to follow the show on Instagram and Facebook. To find out what I think about the case, sign up to become a patron at patreon.com slash forensictales. After each episode, I release a bonus episode where I share my personal thoughts and opinions about the case. You'll want to listen to this one because I'm going to share what I think happened to Terrence Woods Jr. Don't forget to subscribe to Forensic Tales so you don't miss an episode. We release a new episode every Monday. If you love the show, consider leaving us a positive review or tell friends and family about us. 
You can also help support the show through Patreon. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Please join me next week. We'll have a brand new case and a brand new story to talk about. Until then, remember, not all stories have happy endings. Forensic Tales is a Rockefeller audio production. The show is written and produced by me, Courtney Fretwell Ariola. For a small monthly contribution, you can help create new compelling cases for the show, help fund research, and assist with production and editing costs. For supporting the show, you'll become one of the first to listen to new ad-free episodes and snag exclusive show merchandise not available anywhere else. To learn about how you can support the show, head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Tales, or simply click the support link in the show notes. You can also support the show by leaving a positive review or telling friends and family about us. Forensic Tales is a podcast made possible by our Patreon producers, Tony A., Nicole G., Christine B., Karen D., Nancy H., Sherry A., Michael D., Nicola, Jerry M., Brian W., Natasha K., Jerry L., and Megan G. If you'd like to become a producer of the show, head over to our Patreon page, or send me an email at Courtney at ForensicTales.com to find out how you can become involved. For a complete list of sources used in this episode, please visit ForensicTales.com. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Until then, remember, not all stories have happy endings.